1: All right, welcome back to episode 117 of Two Junk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, today we got a little bit of everything for you. Going to talk some golf. It is Masters my- Week. Masters Week. Um, we're going to talk some NFL stuff because you know as the wheels start turning on that, the draft's coming up. We got a little fun, fun episode for you. Um, got a fun activity planned. I sound like I'm a fucking first. Activity? Group. Yeah, I'm we're in like second wife. grade. Yeah, like my wife's first-grade teacher activity. Um, but first and foremost, uh, you know, baseball season's underway, full, fully blown. Cardinals are 2-2 two and two right now. So uh, Paul DeYoung's mashing. Goldschmidt's hitting. Nolan Arenado's so. could not have be off to a better start as a Cardinal. Yeah, uh, Goldschmidt's. hell yeah. of a season. Yeah, the, the, the top of that Cardinals lineup is looking great. So go snag that Murderer's Row shirt. The t-shirt, long sleeve, hoodie. Whatever may be, go snag it and go snag your team STL merch because, um, yeah, it's here and it's time, time, time to rep, rep the squad. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what not to do though, because um, this is something that I've just done for a few years now. Is it's really fun to bet uh, no run first inning, and this year is not the year to do that because I feel like there have been an absurd amount of first inning home runs. So don't do that, but go cop some merch. Yeah. Don't, don't bet no run first innings. Go cop some merch. Cop a blue cooler. Links in bio. Summer's coming up. You're going to need a new cooler. They got all the options there. Wheels, tumblers, anything you want. Wheels on the on the coolers, that is. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. We won't touch on it too long. Um, NCAA basketball is, is done for the year. Wrapped up last night with the Baylor Bears finally getting over that hump and winning a national championship. Scott Drew brings one home back to Waco, Texas, and what was really an uneventful, not that exciting game? Oh, I mean, couldn't have asked for a more boring championship game, honestly. And that one a way that I didn't see it going. Um, not super surprised that they won, but the fashion that they did was just insane. I watched the entire thing, like not even shitting you four minutes in. I was like, this ball game is over. Yeah, it was. Uh... They were going to continue to play defense just like they did versus UCLA. Then they just didn't look like they were into it. No, I mean, it was definitely brutal from, from, from the jump. Uh, with that being said, you know, we, we gambled a lot in college basketball. If you didn't follow us in the action network, uh, you missed out on all of our picks. Not to say we won a ton of money, but we did finish 299, 285 and four. So the volume is crazy. We had a winning record only ended up 0.63 units. Now, if we put the right units on the right games, we'll figure it out, but, Still 299, 285, and four is our final record in college basketball, up 0.63 units. Um, we're going to take a little break for a little bit. Well, We're just going to mainly do master stuff this week. The NBA has been super kind of hit or miss, so we're not going to put out any, any NBA picks for a bit. We're going to kind of let that marinate and see what's going on. MLB, season's too young. Uh, so we're going to, again, give us a couple weeks. We'll get some data on that and start putting out picks for baseball then. Uh, but going to just be all masters focused for this week. Yeah, but um regarding the national championship before we move on, um they just they 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 came out looking flat and uh I guess that's what you get for playing in that conference. Has I didn't haven't thought Gonzaga's won a tournament, have they? They were in the um, championship game in 2018, I believe. So um, always have the team, the good team, but can't ever make it over the hump. Uh, congrats to Baylor, though. Didn't know Scott Drew's been there since 3 He's been there a while. It's been it's been a long, long rebuild. They've given him a a long time there. But either way, like Jared said, ended up in college basketball season, so that's awesome. Uh, like you said, Masters Week. Let's roll on into it. I love Masters Week. It's so much fun. It is one of the golf tournaments that I really kind of sit down and really pay attention to. Like I get I get pumped for all the majors, uh, but the Masters is just one that. Kind of really resonates with me. It's something that I remember sitting down on the couch and watching with my college roommates. And that's when I first got into it. And now that I'm a betting guy, it's even more fun because there's a lot of different ways you can kind of bet this. So before we dive into the gambling aspect, let's talk about Keith oberman this fucking clown of a, of a human being, wanting to cancel the Masters because it's in Georgia because of the voting. We're not going to get into politics, but. That's neither here nor there, but also want to cancel it because of the name that it implies something to do with slave owners, which it really doesn't at all. No. So the master when the tournament began, it was called Augusta National Invitation Tournament because it's at Augusta National, yada, yada, yada. However, one of the guys that helped create it referenced to a quote-unquote masters of golf. Uh, who played in it so they wanted to name it the masters Uh, so that got changed to the masters in 1939 which was 70 years after slavery ended yeah so i mean like come on that's such a stretch it is people wanting to get mad about everything we just had to address that like wanting to cancel the masters wanting to call it something different wanting to move it out of augusta national like you can't just take history and changes because you want it to, to fit your narrative. And it, I, I do understand if you had a right to be upset about it, but you have zero right to be upset about it because nothing to do with racism in America. Now. Yes. Did Augusta national not admit African-American members until 1990? Yeah. Probably, probably bad on them, but guess what? They corrected that 30 plus years ago. So let, let's let it go. They're allowed there. Now it is what it is. Same with, same with women. Yeah. So now that we, we've uh, talked about that, cause that was some, some bullshit that we saw last week. I, I just saw that tweet and I got so angry. I, I had, I had to say something. I was so pissed. Yeah, that's that's a little bit, a little silly, but betting wise. So I got, I've got some, some fun stuff to get okay. on this weekend. Sorry to interrupt you again. Just talk about the tournament overall. We don't j- dive into the gambling because um, you know, kind of who do you expect to have, you know, who, who you think is going to come out flat? Who's like, you know, people that you're going to be looking for to, you know, uh, play play some good golf? Maybe they're playing good golf leading up to it. I know, know Speeth is starting, starting, starting to turn yeah, the corner. Spieth is playing probably the best golf he's played since he made his master's run in 2016. I think that would have been. I uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, Speeth's playing gotcha. great golf. I'm interested to see how um he bounces back from just playing last weekend i know a lot of guys took last weekend off uh to kind of rest up for this weekend because you're playing i mean shit you're playing a lot of golf over that time frame uh so you want to be as fresh as possible but yes he is playing good uh outside of that i mean dustin johnson favorite coming off, he is the reigning champion uh so it'll be interesting to see how he plays um again there Another guy I had to look out for is uh, Sung Im, who just played in his first Masters last year, finished second. Uh, he is a up, big up-and-coming uh, Asian golfer, so he's really good. A uh, guy that I'm looking to avoid is – actually, there's two. Stay away from anything Rory McIlroy. Yeah, he's been playing bad. The inconsistency in his golf right now is just off the charts. I, would, I wouldn't bet against him. I wouldn't bet on him. Just stay away from him. And then also, I would stay away from betting on Tony Finau. Because he has fallen apart over the last month or so. Well, Finau is got the, the Puerto Rican open curse. Yep. Uh, so do that. definitely do not bet on him to win. Because he's actually, he's plus 3,300. So he's like right in that, you know, probably out, right outside the top 10. Uh, actually, he is... The so yeah, Dustin Johnson's the favorite. Shambo and Thomas are tied at plus eleven hundred. John Rahm plus twelve hundred. Spieth is plus twelve hundred as well. McElroy's plus eighteen hundred. Kepka, Cantley, Shafley are all plus twenty two. is twenty eight, and then Reed and Finau are at plus thirty three hundred. So Travis saying, stay away from Pat- Finau. Patrick Reed is plus thirty three hundred. Pat Patrick Reed is plus thirty three hundred. So I do. Uh, I have I have a a pick from him coming up but that plus 3,300 uh is great value Patrick Reed you know won it in 2018 he's he plays well at Augusta he finds ways to uh to cheat drop some balls where he can't and uh and get away with some shit so I mean Patrick Reed plus 3,300 is phenomenal so that that is that is for outright winner if you want to look at um so Travis likes that as a kind of a dark horse pick you want to look at you know some other areas where where Reed's at. A um, top ten finish for Reed is plus two hundred. Um, not terrible odds there either. Top twenty finish for Reed is minus one sixty five. So yeah, so not great. I'm I'm kind of done picking. I mean, picking a winner is just a crapshoot. It's kind of a waste of money. And I've been fading away from picking top twenties and top tens, just because it's so difficult and the odds really aren't that great for good golfers. So I stayed away from that completely on my picks. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. That's for you guys heading into the weekend. Uh, and then of course you have to follow us on the action network. I'll put them out on Twitter since some of them aren't on the action network all the time, but I've been very hot with my daily matchups, uh, my round by round matchups. Yeah, It's probably fun. just best just to put them out on Twitter. And cause they, they change and like the action network doesn't all well, We'll end up tracking them, somehow on the Action Network, but we'll probably be putting them out on Twitter every day for for the yeah. Masters. So, for sure. So let's dive into a couple of fun bets. Uh, first things first, this is a bet that I love: no hole in one for the tournament plus one hundred and fifty. Really? So what? What holes could there be a hole in one on? So there's uh, there's really, honestly, only one hole that scares me. Um, is it and that one where like, it's like got the water in front of it. It's got the water to the left uh, and there's some grass to the right. It's a really short par three. Um, it's hole 16. It's the only one that scares me. The reason being is because it's the only hole that's had like more than four or five hole in ones in history. As a matter of fact, it's had seven hole in ones over the whole hole in ones holes in one. I don't know how you'd say that either way. It's had seven over the last five years. Oh, but shit. three of three of them were in 2016. So I don't know if it was easy pin placement or what, but there's been no hole in one at the Masters in the last two tournaments. Plus 150, I just can't I can't not take that. I mean, all in ones are very rare, especially in such a prestigious golf tournament like this. When's you, when you said the last time was 2015, you said or 2016? No, the, so the last one was in 20 uh 19. 2019. Okay. So there, there was no hole-in-one last year uh or this past season so they've there's gone they've been two without one Just say that all right so no hole in one plus 150 i can get behind that it's very very rare to see something like that golf anyway so that's that if yes, you do that... see it. it's going to be some obscure ass golfer yeah somebody is... who's on saturday who barely made the cut or sunday is completely out of, out of the tournament and or maybe like a even a show. fucking Friday golfer that hits the hole in one who's like seven over for the tournament for the weekend, but yeah, regardless, that's the one I like. The next one, this is a fun one. So there's a bet: USA winner or non-USA winner, uh and I like USA winner. It's minus one sixty, but seven of the last eleven Masters winners have been from the United States. And then from a pure mathematical standpoint, there are forty-two United States golfers. Uh, in this year's tournament, and 46 non-USA golfers, so there is a little bit less. But when you look at just the sheer talent level in the United States golfers, it's off the charts. Well, I mean, you want to look at like ranked golfers in the world. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a there's going to be a few that are that are pretty solid outside of the United States. But when you look at a lot of the guys that you're like, okay, I can easily see them making a run at it a lot of them are from the United States. So you want to look at like top 20, first of all, top 10 golfers in the world. Um, eight of them are from the United States. The only ones who aren't are John Rahm and Tyrell Hatton. And then top 20, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that are non U S. So, but well, really those top 10, like eight of the top 10 golfers in the world are all, US golfers. So, that's just something it'd be I just think that'd be a fun one. I've never bet on on a USA or non-USA winner. Something fun to watch on like Sunday like cuz whenever you look at the leaderboards, it shows you their flag next to them. Yeah. See, I don't know, something cool to watch. So I like that a lot. Um and then two other kind of quirky ones I have. The so next one is top Englishman. Yeah. And I have Justin Rose. He's plus 900. So there's only 10 Uh, Englishman in this tournament his odds are low because he hasn't played a lot of rounds this year he's nursing the back injury he withdrew from uh, I believe the players Uh, but Rose is a stud at Augusta he's played in the Masters 15 times he's had nine top 20 finishes five top 10 finishes and he's only missed a cut once so if he can stay healthy and has a good like and just play through the tournament I think top Englishman plus 900 great value Plus 900. That's more of a value bet because you want to talk about Englishmen in the tournament. You're looking at Tyrell Hatton, Rory um, McIlroy. Rory McIlroy is not English. He's he's in the Ireland uh, category. Well, well, these flags on this website I'm on are fucking way off then. So I'll list off all top. Joe Long, who's an amateur. It's Ian Poulter, Danny Willett, Lee Westwood, Paul Casey, uh, Matt Wallace, Justin Rose cyril hatton tommy fleetwood and matthew fitzpatrick huh interesting so for him as good as he is at Augusta is why i'm taking that uh again his back could totally fuck him up but plus 900 that's hard not to take it is so we got no hole in ones plus 150 usa winner minus 160 and rose is your top englishman at plus 900 so far uh what else you got for us is some some quirky little bets This next one is the top Asian golfer, and it's Sung J M Im, who I was telling you about. He played in his first Masters uh, last year, finished second. Also, there's only four Asian players in this tournament.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha,
0: in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from Aha to... Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide from aha uh-huh to anything is possible. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free 22 shopify.com free 22.
1: It's Sung J. M. uh, Siwoo Kim, Hideki Matsuyama, and CT Pan that's all four honestly i can only see maybe three of those guys like <laughs> yeah, competing I'm sorry. for it <laughs> the last one I was fine the last one threw me through a loop CT pan yeah CT pan who's like crazy big underdog the other three are kind of up there uh but i mean if you're only you're taking pretty much a guy to finish best out of those four players sung jm far and away the better golfer out of all four of them and he's the hottest heading in the tournament what are the odds on him you never you never said that plus 125 plus 125 for for sung jm we bet on him on some matchups a few tournaments ago and he did really really well for us so yeah he's a a straight pin seeker i love the way he plays again it can come back to haunt him but he just finished second there in the fall so awesome so there we go sung jm top asian player got any other um nationality bets for us nope i only have two more in their tournament long matchups okay I was gonna ask if you had any matchups. I do. Tournament. I have two of them. Okay. You ready? Yep. Right. All right. My stand. first one is Patrick can't lay over Tony Finau. Uh, can't lays minus one thirty five, so not terrible odds. Like I said, fade Finau. He had really good months in January and February. Kind of fell apart last month in March. Tried to get back on track because he played. He actually played last weekend at the Texas Open. Didn't even make the cut. Uh, we're talking about his Puerto Rico Open curse he's got going on. Can't lay took off last weekend, and he's coming off two straight top twenties and Masters. Damn! So there you go. Can't lay over Finau. What's what's the other matchup you like? Patrick Reed. We talked about you talked about how his odds earlier uh, minus one ten over Victor Hovland, uh, and this is just another instance of being hot at the right time. Hovland's been playing. I mean, okay, golf but he's young. He's only been in the masters once and he had a 32nd place finish. On the other hand, Patrick Reed, like we said, won it in 2018. Uh, he's, he also just plays really well at Augusta. So he's finished in the top 30 in every single tournament uh, at the masters that he's made the cut. Well, there you go. I mean, just straight spitting facts there. I like that a <laughs> lot uh, because this is not, this is not my, 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 my realm of expertise. Travis likes this. I do like some of those picks. Um, some other bets that I'm looking at here, are some fun ones. Uh, will there be a playoff? Yes and no. Um, no is obviously the heavy favorite there at minus 600. That's very, very rare to have a, have a playoff. Um, what I think is this winning margin, that's kind of it. Did, did you see yeah. this winning margin one? I used so, to bet on winning margins often. My favorite winning margin bet is two. Yeah, I was gonna say two strokes is always nice because then if a guy is on Sunday going paired up with the guy and he's going into eighteen down one and you know he's he seeks going out for the pin trying to get super close to get a better putt yeah super aggressive he could bogey you know or even par that 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 final hole instead of instead of getting a birdie or par and then end up losing by two strokes that one's plus three fifty so maybe something you want to consider taking the winning margin um, two strokes is plus three fifty. What are some other ones on here? Oh, and then these are just two and three balls. I'm just on Bavada guys, scrolling, so check them out, too, if you want to bet. Then you got matchups. I was trying to see if they had any other nationality bets on here. I guess these are going to be way down here. There's a few. um, I I will never bet on top of American just because there's way too many uh, in the tournament, so don't like doing that. Yeah, no. Um, And then there's the... uh, Ireland and GB, which fuck, I can't stay. I can't think off the top of my head what GB stands for. Great Britain, I, Great Britain. Yeah. So that's like the thing that Rory's in. Yeah, that's like the category that he's in. Uh, so I didn't do that. And then there's top European as well, which I kind of stayed away from. Bavada has this one that I think is kind of interesting. It's they're calling it the Big Six, which the Big Six: Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas um John Rom or Rory McIlroy to win is so any of those guys to win at plus 110 or the field is minus 140 so you're looking at that like we just said Dustin Johnson is always a, a favorite to win there hasn't been a when's the last time there's been a back-to-back Masters winner though so that's kind of tough uh yeah I don't honestly know if there's ever been one not that I, I mean not that I can remember in the past 10 years there hasn't been Spieth is a good bet there because he's been playing hot golf. But then the other guys—he played... just won a tournament this past yeah. weekend. DeChambeau, I feel like just just mashes balls and isn't very good at, at his finesse game. <laughs> and like, I don't think that 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 pairs well for this course. I mean, the one I mean, that I could see winning that out of that group would be John Rahm. Uh, but even then, like the field is a great bet there minus one forty, just because you're getting—I mean, you're getting eighty players in that. Yeah, this is a fun one too. First time major winner. So, Purs- Purser's never won a major before. No is minus 155, and yes is plus 120. So, John Rom never won a major, has he? Uh, yes. He has? Yeah, he did. He won. Uh, Looking it up for you real quick. The PGA championship last year? Did he? majors yeah he was ranked he was the top ranked golfer in the world for four weeks back in july yeah i I remember that Him and dustin johnson battled it out for like four straight he has never won a major championship his best really best finish at augustus fourth in 2018 pga championship fourth in 2018 u.s open third in 2019 the open 11th in 2019 so he's been like right there for the last few years like all his best finishes have come within the last three years, so maybe we're trying to. Maybe I'm talking myself in, in, into John Rom. John Rom winning this thing. I can't. I don't know what I'm getting it mixed up with, but I remember there was that tournament last year. I think it was. It was either in the FedEx Cup or heading into the FedEx Cup that he won, where he sunk like that. Dustin Johnson sunk like a fifty-something footer, and then John Rom had to sink like a seventy-two footer to win it, and he did. Uh, and that's what I'm thinking of. I thought that was a major because it was a pretty big tournament. But regardless, yeah. John Rom to win this, uh, not a bad idea. Let me tell you. Yeah, look that up because I, I, I got another cool bet after this. Let me tell you what John Rom's done at Augusta in the Masters previous. In previous, well, I just years. told you his best finish was in 2018, and he we he finished fourth. So he's played there four times, made the cut all four. His worst, his worst was 27th. And then he's finished fourth, ninth, and seventh. So, top, honestly, if you don't want to go him to win, John Rom, top 10. Which is he's finished top 10 every year but one. Top 10 for John Rom is going to be quite close to even. Minus 110. Yeah, close to even. So, I mean, that's a, the odds just aren't, don't equal out there. That's a bad bet. I like it. That's just a lot. I mean, ten, you got to think, there's 90 ish golfers in the field. It's a lot. Yeah. But John Rahm is a damn good golfer. So, so what, what, I, this other one I liked, but I fucking lost it just now. Um, oh, here it is. Damn it. Maybe I did lose it. Cause I tried to do a control find search on Bavada. It was the um, over-under on the lowest score for a round. It was 65-and-a-half. Um, I would go over. Over's even. That's the underdog. Oh, really? Under 65-and-a-half is the favorite at minus 130. So, sixty shooting at 64 at Augusta seems rare. I mean, def, especially, yeah, like during the Masters, that's, um, that's if you shoot a 64, that's eight under and around. The lowest round ever shot at the Masters is a 63 shot by Greg Norman. Okay, so well, I guess you could shoot a 65 still, so that's seven under, but still, there's no, and that's the underdog, so yeah. they really think someone's gonna. Sh- I mean, seven under is a push, right? Is it, was it just 65 straight? 65 and a half. Okay. But I so mean, the, low, so but the lowest scores stroke. ever is six, 63. You're giving us two strokes leeway there? I mean, I don't know. That's interesting, too. Yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson's best round at Augusta was 66, and he's one of the best golfers ever. What about Tiger? Uh you look that up. To be the last thing, this is the last golf thing, and then we'll move on to the next next topic. Tiger Woods' best round at Augusta is a sixty-five, which he posted in two thousand five, or no, two thousand five and ninety-seven. He shot it twice. But yeah, still like want, those yeah. were his. That was Tiger, like in his prime, and he would have barely got that. Yeah. So but, that's a really good bet. Yeah, I like that too. So uh, over sixty-five and a half for the lowest for the lowest round is even. So good odds there. By the way, real quick, that that championship you're thinking of, where Rom made that big ass putt, and beat out Justin Johnson, was it the BMW Championship? Yeah. So it was in the said. FedEx Cup yeah. playoffs. Yep. All right. Well, that's your Masters talk. Uh, like like Travis said, uh, we'll you know those are like tournament long bets that you, that you can take a look at. And uh, we'll be releasing our matchups day by day. Cause you can bet on matchups um, every day. The tournament starting on Thursday, we'll release those on Twitter and on the action network as well. So check them out there. So that's your master's talk. Big, big, big week in golf. Uh, and we're going to move on to talk about some NFL stuff. So we're going to do a little bit of a fun, fun. I'm going to call it an activity again. Cause now, now the- well, do you do that last You and do that first? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're going to do that last, but okay. leading up to the activity, if Travis would quit rudely interrupting me, I was wow. going to say uh, we got our NFL draft episode coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, it's at, it's at the end of the month. So we just want to talk about some of the, you know, moves that have happened. Cause we really haven't touched on that. There's been a lot of signings. There's been a lot of trades on uh, to different teams and how that's kind of, kind of impact going into the draft. So let's kick off with the most recent one, Sam Darnold being traded to the Carolina Panthers for, you know, a slew of draft picks. They're all pretty much, you know, mid to late round draft picks, Uh, first and foremost that pretty much guarantees Zach Wilson's going at two to to the Jets right I don't think so I really don't I mean it's the Jets they're gonna find a way to mess it up Uh, and not only that but I think that everyone and their brother thinks that the Jets are sold on Zach Wilson and like When's the last time somebody's correctly guessed the first three or four picks? Like it never happens. There's always something crazy. I don't think it happens. Could you see, could you see like a little Mac Jones action or maybe the- I don't, I think that they could, they go Justin Fields, maybe. Also, so Justin Fields to me makes sense. And not to be like that guy's playing a race card, but they just hired Robert Sala who is a minority probably wants to see young you know, minority quarterbacks succeed in the NFL. And that's what Justin Fields is. Now, Justin Fields, like, everyone was clamoring over um, Zach Wilson's throw at his pro day. Justin Fields had some nice-ass throws at his pro day, too. Ran, and ran a 4 4 So, I mean, the kid... I don't know if it's more of, like, I don't want Zach Wilson to go to the Jets because I told myself, everyone knows I'm a big Zach Wilson fan, and I want to get his jersey wherever he goes. I could not, I cannot get Zach Wilson Jets jersey. I just can't. There's two yeah. places. There's two places that he can't go for me to get the jersey, and it's the Jets and the Patriots. Definitely, so. I mean, you definitely can't do that. I'm trying to, look, I found this article trying to look at some other trades. Uh, the the Dolphins traded Shaq Lawson to the to the Texans for a, a linebacker swap, but the Texans are dog shit, so who cares? Carson Wentz is the other big one acquired via trade um, to the Colts for a 2021 third rounder and a conditional 2022 second rounder. So basically for some drier lint is essentially what Carson Wentz got traded for. Um, but I've been listening to some stuff from Pat, Pat McAfee, cause he's obviously a former Colts player. And T Y Hilton said he's been working out with Carson Wentz and, you know, behind the right offensive line, I think Carson Wentz is talented. I just don't know if he's already too far gone. Yeah. I'm not sold on Carson Wentz. Absolutely. Do not like him. He's horrible uh yeah that's about it that's all I have there so Carson Wentz got traded to the Colts which means they're not in the market for for a quarterback at all um and the that means Jalen Hurts is going to be is Jalen Hurts the guy in Philly or could they draft a quarterback probably Jalen Hurts is the guy but yeah they're not drafting a quarterback no um trying to see some other big trades that went on here Jared Goff well we obviously already talked about the Jared Goff um Matt Stafford trade uh, Michael Brockers got traded to the Lions as well along along in that trade, so that was kind of big for them to bolster that defensive line. Yeah, it's uh, funny because Michael Brockers was talking about how much of an yeah. upgrade that Matt Stafford was to Jared Goff, and then they literally traded him back with Jared Goff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that 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 is hilarious. I mean, it, it, that's got to be that's gonna be a very awkward conversation in that locker room. Like, hey, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, but do you actually think Jared Goff's going to step up to Michael Brockers and say no, something? Jared Goff seems like the type of guy – I just can't get – like, Jared Goff looks like Ryan Gosling in Remember the Titans, and I can't, I cannot get over it. I can't get over it, how much they look alike and how much of a fucking liability Gosling was at corner in that movie. So <laughs> uh, another trade – and this is a team that I think is making some, some, some quiet moves that will – except for one big signing – but uh, they traded for the a center. The Cardinals traded for Rodney Hudson, center for the Las Vegas Raiders, who's a big, a big piece of that line, bolstering that line, protecting Kyler Murray. They obviously also signed J.J. Watt. That was a big one as well. Um, they're making, they made a lot of moves, like a lot. A.J. Green, yeah. uh, Malcolm Butler. Wow, they got a lot of people over there. Matt Prater. Still not sold on Kyler Murray. So. No. Let's see how that one pans out. But yeah, I mean the draft episode, gonna be a fun one. I think that
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com teamready team ready.
1: A lot of people have like kind of their first five set out in stone, uh, but... I feel like this could be a year that just shit goes haywire like usual. Yeah, but. it's going to happen. I mean, we're going to try to do our best we can and predict it, but Travis, Ethan, and I have very similar thoughts on a few different of the top prospects out there. So ours might be a little controversial when it comes down to it. But again, so that, that'll that be – we'll probably come out with that podcast. We're going to record it on a Sunday. We're going to go to the golf course that day. We're going to golf. We're going to booze, and then we're going to record the podcast and uh, that'll be coming out Monday, April 26th, leading up to the draft on Thursday, April 29th. Uh, but without further ado, we got a little fun thing because we want to do something fun. We haven't done a fun activity in a while. I remember last year during this time around we quarantine, Travis and I constructed the dream baseball roster. We if you guys didn't listen to the episode, go back and listen to it It was around this time last year. We basically had to pick one player from each decade from 1910 through the two through the 2010s and construct our our, our best MLB roster. And we're going to kind of do something similar, but we're going to do it with the NFL since the draft's coming up. What we're going to do is we're going to go back and look at the first rounds of the last 22 drafts, so going all the way back to 1999. Um, So 1999 through the 2020 draft, looking at all the first-round picks, and we're going to put together a team just in the first-round selections from those years. And we have not, not done the number one selection, the first round selection. First round, they had to be picked in the first round. So we have not done any prep for this. We decided to do it blind and kind of do it. Um, so basically, what we're going to do we're going to do a quarterback, running back. We're going to do two wide receivers. I think we but, should do three. What about a tight? Well, that doesn't make any sense. So you do three wide receivers, a tight end, and then five offensive linemen. So oh, well, So we got we got OT, OG. Center OG O T one two three four five six seven eight nine ten you're right so three wide receivers draw another one down here so that's offense we're gonna do a quarterback running back three wide receivers a tight end and five offensive linemen defense we're gonna do just do a traditional four three yeah so we're gonna do an, an edge or a defensive end two D ends two D tackles uh two outside linebackers a middle linebacker two corners and two safeties olb mlb olb cornerback cornerback and then safety sorry i'm like writing all these down so how do you want to do this do you want to like try to like pinpoint like
0: remember some draft
1: through draft and pick our top person so okay we're, we're starting out in the 1998 nfl draft 99 99 by the way i did the math on it is it 99 yeah, because if you do – so count it out real quick. I'm not going to count it out, but I believe you. All right, a 99. Here are pretty much the top players. You got Donovan McNabb, Edron James, Ricky Williams, Torrey Holt, Champ Bailey. Oof. You also got Chris McAllister, Javon Curse. Man. There's a lot of – prob- pepper. Uh, I think – That we need to fill. It's kind of biased here, but it's hard not to go Tory Holt. I don't know. I think Champ Bailey might be a good D back to fill first. Yep. So Champ Bailey's we're gonna go with. He was the sixth, seventh overall selection to the Redskins, Washington football team now. So Champ Bailey from the nineteen ninety nine NFL draft is gonna be our cornerback. So let's go on to the two thousand draft. Which sucks. Does it? Yeah. I mean, Plaxico Burris, Brian Erlacher, Brian Erlacher. Yeah. Nice. That's gotta be Brian Erlacher. <laughs> Brian Erlacher played middle linebacker. So Erlacher that's, that's easy. I said that up to me right away. He was the ninth overall pick just Travis. Why don't you rip off the names that were picked in front of Erlacher and see how dumb they were. Uh, yeah. So Courtney Brown, LeVar Arlington or Arrington, Chris Samuels, Peter Warwick, Jamal Lewis. I mean, nobody, you wouldn't know any of them. I mean, you know Jamal Plaxico Burris, he shot himself. Not it, rest. not many though. <laughs> not many. Sebastian Janikowski was a first-round pick that year. This one, this next one's gonna be tough though. Two thousand one, two thousand one. Michael Vick, Ladainian Tomlinson. Um, honestly, Justin Smith's a good one too. He was the. Deuce McAllister. Santana Moss. Reggie Wayne. Yeah. I think I think it's got to be between Michael Vick and Ladanian Tomlinson. Well, there's there's better quarterbacks than Michael Vick, so you got to go Ladanian Tomlinson for your running back. Are there though? Yes, yes. He never won a Super Bowl. But do we? Ladanian Tomlinson. Is that what we're going with? I mean, you talk about a, a running back who was probably, you know, one of the best of all time. Like on, like arguably, like you. Could think about top running backs from all time. Ladinian Tomlinson's the very, very top of the list. I mean, here, let's just open up his, his stats real quick. I mean, he was, he won an NFL MVP. He was a five-time pro bowler. He led the league in rushing yards twice. He led the league in touchdowns three times. Um, I mean, yeah, he holds the NFL record for rushing touchdowns in the season with 28, 31 touchdowns from scrimmage in 2006. He holds that record. And then he had 18 consecutive games with a touchdown, which is a record that's tied. So, All right, so we're going to Lydanian Tomlinson in 2001 draft. 2002. Oh, it is is Uh, 2001. It is 2001. 2001. You're right. right, All right. right. So let's move on to the very subpar 2002 NFL draft um, where you got Julius Peppers. There's one that sticks out to me right away. Dwight Freeney, Dante yep. Stallworth, Jeremy Shockey, um, Ed Reed might be one of the better ones in this draft. I'm, I, it's either Ed Reed or Dwight Freeney for me. Dwight Freeney, Reed, a who's D's. another D back, which we filled already. One of two D back positions. Um, well, actually, technically one of four because they don't go by safety, so we can kind of put them anywhere. Well, Ed um, Ed, Ed Reed is, is a safety, so yeah, so. Ed Reed, or you said Dwight Freeney? Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like, of the most recent years, like, how many secondary players have been flops in the first round? A lot. I think Ed Reed's the pick there, and that's easy. We're going Ed Reed. I think it's going to be easy in the, to begin, and it's going to get harder as we go because, like, le- these guys are legends. Like, I mean, it's hard not to pick legends. Yeah, he's go, got all these guys have already made the, the Hall, Hall of event. Fame. Yeah. So so. We have four Hall of Famers. Our team, Ed Reed, two thousand two, put him in the safety slot. Let's move on into two thousand three. Yikes! Yeah, which is gonna be a little tough. There, here's here's our other safety, Troy Polamalu. Yep. I mean there was there was not a better safety ever to probably play the game than him. Yeah, I mean the only one you could maybe argue uh, to take over him would be Terrell Suggs. Who? Crazy that he's still playing football. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so it is pretty. We're gonna take Troy Palamalu as our other safety. Yeah. So get this shit. I'm looking at this right now. The 2000 was a 2003 draft. Look at the notes next to seven, eight. So like Minnesota missed out on two picks because their time expired twice. Really? Look, Jacksonville drafted Byron Leftwich at seven, and it says, in place of Minnesota, time expired. Then the Carolina Panthers took Jordan Gross, a tackle out of Utah, at eight in place of Minnesota. Time expired, and then finally at nine, the Minnesota could pick Kevin Williams, a D tackle out of Oklahoma State. That's wild. Yeah, that's really wild. All right, we're moving on. To 2004 draft We've got a lot of. De- we got four defensive players so far, and one offensive player. This is the draft. Is honestly decently stacked in terms of yeah. notable players now. Eli Manning, Larry Fitzgerald. Philip Rivers, Kellen Winslow, um, you got D'Angelo Hall, Ben Roethlisberger, Jonathan Vilma, and Vince Wolfork even Jackson, even Jackson. <laughs> we are well. We already got a running back, so he's out. Can't That's pick, really it. Can't so, pick Sean Taylor at safety because our safeties are gone. We could do D'Angelo Hall at cornerback, who went eighth overall to the Falcons. Uh, Kellen Winslow is a tight end. I mean, I'm thinking, thinking you got to take Larry Fitzgerald. Do you Larry Fitzgerald or Kellen, Kellen Winslow? How many tight ends have been taken in the first round that have been great like Kellen Winslow was? I think I think we last out and take Larry Fitzgerald, probably All one right. of the better wide receivers ever. So we're going to go with Fitzgerald at receiver, and he was from the four draft. 2004, yes, sir. All right, so Larry Fitzgerald got the, got the nomination there. First wide oh. receiver off our board. Oh, 05. Oh, buddy. Alex Smith. A lot Alex of corners. Williams. A lot of corners. Demarcus Ware. Oof. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers stood out to me as well. I think you almost have to pick Aaron Rodgers. Ronnie Brown. Good job, Dolphins, picking Ronnie Brown number two overall, running back. There's I mean, three running backs who are in the top five this year, and just with the with the sheer horrible first round draft, this was or first round, this was this year was. You just have to take Aaron Ross. So the only other okay, you got to think you keep keeping your mind. We have Pat Mahomes coming up like in a bunch of years. We haven't filled any tackle spots or, or but there's or, none of them here that are good. Logan Mankins. At 32? I don't know. I think it's hard to pass up on Aaron Rodgers. All right. Well, when we have a Swiss cheese offensive line, and we can't do get anything done because we waited. Don't come crying to me. So, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to take from the 2005 draft out of their quarterback. So, I mean, an offense with Aaron Rodgers, Ladine, Tomlinson, and Larry Fitzgerald already sounds good. We have nothing else around them. And the defense... Brian Erlacher, Champ Bailey, Ed Reed, and Troy Palomalu. I mean, <laughs> that's just stupid. It is stupid. Um, so we're gonna move on into the 2006 draft, in which you yes, had a stacked draft. Reggie Bush, Vince Young, uh, AJ Hawk. Were you Bernie being were you Davis. being were you being sarcastic when you said stacked draft? I mean, for a couple of years they were good. Yeah. Vernon Davis, uh, Jonathan Joseph, Mercedes Lewis—I mean, just like guys who like were solid, but none of them were amazing. Yeah, like a lot of these names are very. There's one guy right now that's later on. It's not a sexy pick, but I think I think it's the right one. I don't know who you're looking at, Nick Mangold. I don't know where the fuck he. Oh, center. Yeah. He was around for forever. Nick Mangold was seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, and he started in 164 games over his over his career. Yeah, I mean, he was basically never hurt. Yeah. All right, we're going to get our center in the 2006 draft. Nick Mangold from 06. You got to film. I mean, and no one else, like you said, is like a, really a stud. I mean – yeah. I mean, it's if we're gonna get a, if we're gonna get an offensive lineman from a draft, it better be one where there's nobody that we would be able to replace. We cannot miss. Yeah, like like in this one. Okay, this one I, you already know who I'm gonna want to yep. take. Yep. 2007, you have to take Calvin Johnson. Megatron, number two overall. The Oakland Raiders pass up on him for Jamarcus Russell. So congrats on that one, Oakland. You always have that to look back on. <laughs> For real. Um, but I mean there's still some studs in this draft. I mean, Joe that 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 that's tough to miss out on Joe Thomas. I thought he was gonna be a different year. Yeah, that does suck. But, Joe Thomas, um, the tackle who started for how many consecutive games for the for the Browns? Like stupid amounts. A lot. A lot. And Joe Staley. Yeah. Patrick Willis, Darrell Revis. That so, does suck. But we're gonna need to start filling some of those spots in, in these later drafts. Maybe this one right here. 08, so Megatron was the pick from 07, 08. 2008, Jake Long, Chris Long, back-to-back. Back. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> um, and then really just a bunch of average players after that. You got Aqib Tlaib, Joe Flacco, Dominique rogers Cromarty. Oh, um, Fucking Darren McFadden went fourth overall. Dude, the Raiders really suck at drafting. Drafting.
0: Yeah, they're terrible.
1: They've never been good. Like, Um, man, that's tough. This is a tough one. This could be one that you take an offensive lineman, but who are you going to take? Not Jake Long because he's an absolute liability and was only in the league for a handful of years. I don't know any of these other guys. I was looking at maybe Akeem Tlaib or Rogers Cromarty. Dwayne Brown. Who the fuck is Dwayne Brown? How What's He's he done? Still playing today for the Seahawks. Dwayne Brown, four-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro in 2012. Played in 186 games. Jesus. So hey, this guy is not missed hardly at all. Reliable. Uh, the only year he missed was in he tore his quadricep tendon in January of 2016. He was able to return for that seat for the following season. So, oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll take Dwayne Brown from '08 as our tackle. Not sexy, but like Travis said, you got to start filling them. Passing up on guys like Akib Talib. but really, I mean, there's no sexy pick in this draft. Yeah, no, there's not. So, like Jared said, Dwayne Brown '08. Let's move on '09. Yikes. Uh, Matt Stafford, Mark Sanchez um Darius Hayward Bay Michael Crabtree Malcolm Jenkins this is a gross draft dude Brian Cushing Jeremy Macklin might be it might be Clay Matthews <sighs> man that's tough Kenny Britt Jesus went in the first <laughs> round Percy Harvin man a lot of these guys are just busts you, I mean do you not agree with, with Clay Matthews what about Andre Smith? How's he doing? Where's he at? What do you get taken at? Sixth overall. Mm, don't doesn't look very reliable. Been <laughs> <laughs> bounced around from a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, there's really nobody. Here's where we should have taken our center with Alex Mack, but. I guess we're going to go Clay Matthews. Yeah, Clay Matthews. Is he technically an outside linebacker or is he a middle linebacker? He's going to be an outside linebacker now. He's an outside linebacker. Clay Matthews. 2009. God, what a gross draft. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. Here we go. 2010. Big draft. Even worse, probably. Yep. No, this is big. This this, this one's easy. This is easy. A down to Russell Okung. I don't know. You got some you got some talented tackles in this draft. Earl Thomas, Jason Peter, Paul. I mean, wow. Demarius Thomas, Dev Bryant, Devin McCourty. Mike, Mike, Iupati, Marquise Pouncy. Wow. Jesus. This draft is it would be is hard to pick from. It's so hard to pass up on some of these, on some of this offensive line talent because there's some that's so thick. Trent Williams, Trent Williams or Russell Okung is, is my is my pick probably, but probably Trent Williams. I don't know which one had the more successful career. I don't really follow offensive linemen like crazy. Probably Trent Williams. Yeah, it's definitely Trent Williams. That's who we're gonna go with that tackle. I, I think you almost, tackle position. Yep, I think you almost have to with the just the depth of it in this draft. Wow, this draft was – 2010 was stacked. Yeah, I mean, that's that was going to be tough from the jump yeah. as soon as I looked at it. All right, we're moving halfway through. Stick with us. 2011, another absolutely stacked draft class. Those first seven. Oh, my God. Cam Newton, Von Miller, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith, oh, A.J. JJ Watt. Watt, Robert Quinn, Mike Pouncey, Ryan Nick Kerrigan. Hilder. I mean, Jesus. Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, oh. That's tough. I, feel like, I feel like so right away, we could probably eliminate receiver because we have Megatron and Fitzgerald. We don't need Julio Jones or AJ Green. But do we- if, anything, if anything, we need somebody small and speedy for our other receiver because we have yeah, two true. big guys. We need to fill our defensive line. So defensive line, we got nobody. So we've got Alden Smith, JJ Watt. I, I like JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ Watt. That's the pick. JJ Watt went eleventh overall that year. The 2011. JJ Watt's Watt, perfect pick. Yep. All right. 2012. Oof. We've got Jesus Christ, Drew Luck, RG three, Ryan Tannehill, Stefan Gilmore, Dontari Poe, Fletcher Cox, Michael Brockers, um, Bruce Irvin, Chandler no Jones. Him. Yeah, he might. He might. He honestly might might be the pick. Chandler Jones. Unless you're unless you're saving Chase Young for 2020, as the other yeah, edge. So I'm honestly thinking guard is David DeCastro. Ooh, yeah, we don't have any guards. That's a good one. He went twenty-fourth overall to the over Steelers. Team. Yep. In the first round. Yep. Twenty-fourth overall to the Steelers. David DiCastro went in twenty. Was it twenty-twelve? Yeah. That's the pick right there. All right, starting to beef up that offensive line. Not bad. The, Told Dwayne, you, the offensive line solid. The Dwayne Brown pick scares me, but okay, we'll we'll, we'll roll with it <laughs> from that from that terrible 08 draft. All right, now you're going on to 2013. Okay, I guess. Yeah, it's not awful. I mean, is, it, is this is this where you pick the other guard and go Kyle Long? I was thinking either Kyle Long or Jonathan Cooper. Which where the fuck's Jonathan Cooper at? He was pit taken at seven. You probably look neither out. neither I'll, both of them have kind of been banged hard. up. Yeah, on and off. Is this where you go tight end? Mm-hmm. No. Tyler Eiffert. Oh man. Not, I don't like that at all either. Well, we we got, got, you fill our other corner was was Xavier Rhodes. Or True Font. Don't like Xavier Rhodes. Sheldon Richardson at D tackle, maybe? Damn, Lane Johnson a tackle. That's I wish he was a guard. Or we could fill another wide receiver and take DeAndre Hopkins. Is he that speedy guy though? You're gonna have a bunch of big He's body, quick deep field threats. Yeah, you can't pass up in DeAndre Hopkins. Let's go there. I, I was looking at that too, but I didn't want to say it. So DeAndre Hopkins from the 2014s that we're in now. 2013. 13. 2013. All right. So 2014 draft. Just let so you guys know what we have to fill. we got to fill a tight end, another guard spot, and that's it on offense. Uh, two tackles, an edge rusher, a outside linebacker, and a cornerback. Did I do this math wrong on here? No. One, All right. two. Okay. This one's tough, but I have a, an idea of who we need to take here. In mean, the 2014 draft, this is stupid. Yeah, it's stacked as well. Davian Clowney. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Khalil Mack, uh, Mike Evans, Eric Ebron, OBJ, Taylor Lewan, Aaron Donald. You almost have to go Aaron Donald. I mean, he's the most dominant tackle. Yeah, Aaron Donald. It sucks because we're passed up on Zach Martin, who's that other guard spot. But you can't pass up on Aaron Donald. No, Aaron Donald in twenty fourteen. So as we move on to twenty fifteen, that was a stack draft. 2015 was less than stellar. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not horrible. <sighs> what do we need here? We need-, we need a tight end, a guard, a tackle, an edge, or uh, an, a defensive end, an outside linebacker, or a cornerback. Let's see here. No, no guard to fill there. Um, dude, this is tough. I'm Bud Dupree, decent one. Vic Beasley, Dante Fowler, those are all outside linebackers we could fill. Winter Williams, Shaq Thompson. That's tough. I think the go to might be outside linebacker of this draft maybe where who i think beasley dante fowler bud dupree because there's no tight end there's no tight end picked vic beasley's Uh, a defensive end though not not an outside linebacker he's listed as an outside linebacker because i think he's that edge rusher yeah but an edge rusher and outside linebacker are not the same thing what's that right here on wikipedia it says outside linebacker i understand that i'm i would probably say bud dupree if anything um all right bud dupree it is i guess bud dupree at outside linebacker just because i don't think i don't think vic beasley is a true outside linebacker that works we'll do that Bud dupree what year is this 2015 2015 that was an okay draft that's- Moving on to 2016, I think I know who we're going to take. I think it's got to be – Bosa, right? Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa. This was a stacked, stacked year, too. Yeah, because you got DeForest Buckner. Uh, honestly, after that, like, they're just average players. I mean, I'm talking about the, those, top, those top picks. Oh, Eric yeah, Jared Gall- Goff, Carson Wentz, Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Ramsey. Oof, Ramsey was tough to pass up on that corner. Yeah, but we gotta go Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. All right. There you go. That's 2016, 2017 drafts. We're getting we're getting slim pickings here. Dude, we just fucking picked Joey Bosa. Could have Miles Garrett. Fuck. That's okay. They're they're interchangeable, I feel like, at this point. Marshawn Lattimore, we need a cornerback. <sighs> Marlon Humphrey. Tight end, guard, tackle, corner. They have Evan Ingram and Joku, OJ Howard, or Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey is a decent one. Yeah, let's go Marlon Humphrey. Fill her the corner spot. I feel like we're going to get fucked on the tight end. I'm just saying. What, is it? what was this, 2017? Yeah. We you got a got- couple coming up. Kelsey wasn't a first round pick. Nope, he sure wasn't. Not going to take one in the 2018 draft cuz the only tight end taken in the first round was Hayden Hurst. He's not terrible. Let's be a, we need we need a tight end, a guard and a tackle, defensive tackle. All right, our D tackle options are Duran Payne, Vita Vea, Taven Bryan, And then our guard, there was not one taken. I mean, you could technically slot a center into guard, but if we're going to – yeah, there was Quentin Nelson. Oh, it's Quentin oh, Nelson. Oh, Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best guard we could have taken in this entire yeah. thing. Jesus. Wow. what a That just fell into our laps that we didn't feel that yet. Yeah. We got two drafts left. We need a D-tackle and a tight end. Yeah. So 2019 – oh, this is easy. There's our tight end. Hang on, Noah Fant. No, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, it's TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson's our tight end of 2019. That leaves us to pick one position, and that's a defensive tackle from this past 2020 draft. Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw. Oof. And that's it. I like Kinlaw. Which one had which one had a better rookie year? Let's see. Kinlaw got hurt, I think. Yeah, I mean, I liked them both heading in the draft. Uh Derek Brown had four pass deflections, two sacks, um, eight tackles for loss, and oh, 21 solo tackles. Javon Kinlaw, four pass deflections, one and a half sacks, three tackles for loss. I think it's barely the slight edge to Derek Brown. I want to say Derek Brown sounds like the guy there from the 2020 draft. So that's wild. That is wild. So, should we, should we rip off the team? Let's rip off the team. You go ahead with the offense. Tell us our record. So, qu- at quarterback Aaron Rodgers from the 05 draft. Running back Ladanian Tomlinson from the 01 draft. Wide receiver one is Megatron from 07. Wide receiver two, Larry Fitzgerald from the 04 draft. Wide receiver three. DeAndre Hopkins from the 2013 draft, tight end TJ Hawkinson from 2019, and then your offensive line tackle Dwayne Brown from 08, which is probably the biggest liability in this offense. Guard David DeCasher from 2012, Nick Mangold at center from 06, Quentin Nelson from the 2018 draft at guard, and then Trent Williams at tackle from the 2010 draft. Now defense, you got JJ Watt from 11. Joey Bosa from 16, Aaron Donald from 14, Derek Brown from 20, Clay Matthews at linebacker from 09, Brian Urlacher from 2000, Bud Dupree from 15, Champ Bailey from 99, Marlon Humphrey from 17, Ed Reed from 02, and Troy Palomaro from 03. I mean, that team right there is pretty insane. The biggest, li- I think the biggest liability is honestly the linebacking core. Yeah, honestly, of all I mean, the defensive line unstoppable, and yeah. then the secondary is unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, Ed Reed and Troy, Mo- Troy Paul all playing on the same field like that's just stupid. And Champ Bailey, yeah, Jesus. And back in the day, those three, and incredible. Marlon Humphrey's one of the better corners of this generation. Yeah, so I'm super pumped. Really this- pump, we got Quentin Nelson at guard because he's yeah, that's probably wild. the best prospect from that draft, honestly, from that 2018 draft. Oh, for sure. For sure. Jeez. So we thought that'd be a little bit fun to do uh, because, you know, not a lot of active sports going on. I know everything's in the full swing, NHL, MLB, all that shit. Uh, But want to do that fun, that that little fun exercise. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Let us know what you think or if you would have gone somewhere else. Like, seriously, sit down and do this yourself. And maybe we didn't do it the best way. We probably should have, like, picked a few players from each draft we thought were, like, can't misses and then picked it from there. But, start from 99, go through it and pick your team and let us know what you get. Yeah, for sure. So that'll about sum up episode one seventeen. Hope you enjoyed some NFL talk, get those masters bets in should crush it. Hopefully this weekend. Uh, and until then we will not see you next week. Yep. We, are, we will be back in Florida, the lawless land of Florida again next weekend for, um, next Thursday through Sunday for another bachelor party. Uh, and uh, we're gonna take so we're gonna take the week off. We'll be back the following week though for some UFC talk. We will have a special guest on. We've been trying to get on for a while, finally got it lined up, worked out, so we'll have you on then. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Take it easy and uh, yeah, have fun. Peace.